Oh, hello. Oh, do see you all there. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Two Up Top. I'm Gav Mack and joined by Big Gunner from the Away Day Show. How are you, dude? I'm all right, man. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. Welcome to the show. And Dev Badgwa, the author of this book, The Football <laughs> Spiderweb. And if you don't have it yet, make sure you go and get it and you might be able to get a discount code which i wasn't able to be a part of unfortunately but i was the first person to own this book how are you Dev? <laughs> all good man you absolute legend yeah fe- feeling good feeling good today it's been a good day for my cohort so uh yeah smiles all smiles i, I don't understand i don't understand why he's so happy but well, i'm sure we'll find out in a couple of moments time <laughs> now before we continue with anything of course you need to go through and uh, the housekeeping Remember, there is no room for racism today, any day, anywhere. Always remember that if you see it, deal with it, report it. Please, please do. Um, And also you'll be able to see our uh, social media links going along the bottom of the page for, um, well, they're all the Twitter links, to be honest. Uh, So you've got, uh, of course, myself, Gav Mack, at GavMack23, at TopTopFootball. And did you know if you put TopTop into Google, our name comes up first. Well, now you do, (laughs) lovely stuff. Um, And man, Dev, that's Dev down there. And he's also got his podcast, Ultra United and Big Gunner TV. It's not just Arsenal stuff. He does loads of bits and bobs, especially... It's weird affiliation with the northwest, the northeast. I don't know what it is, man. It's just, it's, it's, you know what it was when I first came onto onto um, Twitter as football and um, first on YouTube. They were the team that was just complaining the most, Newcastle. So it was like, <laughs> I was like, I think there's just there's something there's, there's an untapped market there. So it just happened that I done like two shows about Newcastle United, and then from then. They just love me, even though like, I just laugh at their team every day. Well, I'll tell you what, why don't we have a little laugh at them now? Um, West Brom nil, <laughs> Newcastle nil. Um, no goals in this game. I got rewound up because I needed one more shot on target um, by Diagne. <laughs> and uh, him not doing that has left me a bit out of pocket. So I'm a little bit peeved by that. But um, I'll, I'll come to you. I'll, in fact... We'll talk, let's talk about the game first, because I want to talk about a couple of bits of bobs that happened after the game. Um, Dev, I'll come to you first. West Brom, what did they offer? <laughs> no, I, oh, mate, we were just saying this before we got on as well. Like, there's there's certain teams, like, I'm a, bit, I'm a bit of a purist, you know? I love a bit of good football. I love a bit of, you know, give and go, give a good pass, give a good shot, all that. They don't do any of that. And I'm saying that as, like, a United fan, in case you couldn't, couldn't guess. And we... <laughs> Like we drew against them, but it's just they're so negative all of the time, and it's like mm. I get I get it, and on one hand because you're like, well, you've got a manager like Big Sam, you just want to preserve your status at least for that first year, and at least try and like do something with it. But they're just so boring to watch, and I just don't think, like you said, I don't think they offer anything. I thought bringing in Maitland Niles was good, Gallagher was good, Gallagher's but it's like it's just they're just boring to watch. Like there's a lot of teams like them. And I said, if I could rearrange the table and have three teams that get relegated, West Brom would be right at the bottom. I just don't think they offer anything for, for the objective. They're just boring as hell to watch. And we saw that today. Mm. Um, BG, as we said just before we came live and <laughs> briefly into the show, you got this weird affiliation with loads of people from the Northeast. So how do you think, what, what, what's your Twitter feed been saying today after this game? Um, oh, it's just the same, man. They, 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 they. I could see people were they knew what Bruce was going to say before he said it, and yeah. it, that's what was really, really weird. Is that they all said that someone actually said 
he, you know, Josh, that actually one that I do the show with yes. on Friday. He he tweeted that he hopes they don't draw. Like just before about ten minutes to go, I think he's like, I hope they don't draw because Bruce is going to say there was a negative, uh, positive in, out of the result, and that was the yes. first thing he said was that it was a positive result because. <laughs> but I'm just like, I feel sorry for him because I actually think you can see football management is like it's a drug for some of them. And yeah. you can see like Arsene Wenger didn't know when Ferguson knew when to walk away. Arsene Wenger didn't know when to walk away. And you can see it started to look like he was actually physically, even though he was small anyway, like Wenger, he was very scared. He started to look even, he just looked ill because he just couldn't handle <laughs> not winning. And I think I'm seeing the same thing with Bruce, that he physically doesn't look well. He just doesn't look well. And I think he needs to walk away. They can't sack him because I don't think they want to pay four million pounds. Like four million pounds, that's a whole player. Um, so I don't think they want to sack him. <laughs> what do you mean? That's a tenth of Joe Linton. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, they're in a bit of an odd position that they they really need to get rid of him, like this week or next week, because I think that you'd only have like ten games left, and mm. you can't see the way they're playing. You can't see where they're going to pick up points. Especially he just comes out with some play. lyrics, though, doesn't he? he? He really does. Like in his post match <laughs> today, he said um, about the positive positivity, which yeah. I, I couldn't help but laugh at um, when I was on the way to go pick up a curry. Which, is, if I'm honest, is probably the most disgusting curry I've ever had. Um, I won't name. I won't. I won't name them because it's a little bit out of order. Um, but um, I, I, I ended up <laughs> listening to to Steve Bruce, and he said that it wasn't expecting it to be a fun game and I was like well why not why did you not inject the fun in there why did you yeah. not play some because you've got the players that can play expansive football yes I know that they're missing a couple of big names you know um so Max Mam isn't in the in the squad at the moment um Almiron is missing as well isn't he so yeah, yeah Almiron I know that they're both really creative players yeah but yeah. Yeah, but Joe Willock can play, can play ball, um, you know, and Jeff Hendrick can actually show a bit of flair sometimes yeah. as well. He's shown that when he was at when he was at Burnley. I actually really like Jeff Hendrick, but then they nah. play him in this like withdrawn, basic, flat right midfield position. It'd be a little bit like when Henderson first went to Liverpool. They used to play him yeah. wide right, but yeah, offer nothing, you know, but so... I, I just, I, I feel bad for I feel bad for Newcastle. Like if I was a Newcastle fan, like out of all the Premier League teams, if I if you told me I had to stop supporting Man United today and support another team, it would be Newcastle. I don't know why. I don't have the same story as as, as Big Gunner, but like it's just for, for me. I've always like you know ever since Goal, you know the movie. Since then, I was like you know Gavin Harris, then Mandela. I was like oh, it looks like a decent club, black and white, lovely. But then like I've liked him ever since, but also because during when I was starting to like learn about the history of football, you got Keegan's entertainers, you got Robson's team, you got all them. So it's like Newcastle are the only team in Newcastle and they deserve something that their fans can get behind. And when you go further north in the UK, you sort of, that's all they want. They just want good, fun, good, like expansive looking football. So that when he comes here, I think Steve Bruce, he hasn't got, a tough job really keeping Newcastle in because he spent poorly. Like 40 million on Joe Linton shouldn't have happened. Whereas at no. Newcastle's level, that's four good players you could get for 10 million quid each. So yeah. I think he spent poorly. I think Amaron was a good signing. Shelby is obviously a good player. Lascelles is a good player. Their keeper's not too bad. Yedlin. It's like they've got some flair or they've had some flair throughout his period. But how he plays, it's like he enters a game resigned to the fact that he's not going to win. 
and Newcastle don't deserve that. And I think they'll be lucky to stay up from the next run of form to be like the next yeah. run of games and everything. Okay, so, yeah. but I just feel like, yes, yeah, Steve Bruce, he's 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 got a good pedigree. He's got a decent pedigree. You can't take away, you know, Wigan. You can't take away uh, Birmingham City. Like a few other, t- like Sunderland. I think he went for. I don't know where, but he's always stayed and he's always kind of delivered in the non-relegation aspect. But Newcastle shouldn't be shooting that low. So it was a mismatch from the beginning, and I feel bad for him. Yeah, he they didn't want the job though, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that's the issue. He was the only <laughs> one that wanted it. He was like the fourth or fifth choice. Yeah, and I was like, "Nah, you're no. right." He's like, "I'll do it. I'll do it." Yeah. Do you know how sad it is though? Like, imagine at the beginning of the year, wasn't wasn't it this season when they were supposed to have the takeover and it flopped? Yeah. Oh, this is that this is what this is what so, this is what's taken so over Twitter. Like, they're actually like people were actually having a full time war over this takeover so you've got people that think that they know what's going on arguing with people that just see it for how everybody else sees it and it's like a full-blown like people are like saying that you can't come to St James's Park because if you come there it's going to be a war I'm like what is this like is this this normal life is this normal life and I think that is the issue with social media and football is that yeah yeah before it now it gives everybody a voice that some some don't deserve a voice, but anybody that didn't have a voice before now has a voice, and yeah, it's just it's getting a bit mad sometimes, man. It's just, but it's, it's, it's getting all, it's mad. Laugh, isn't it? It's getting mad, and it's getting mad down there as well because of a result that I don't think anyone. Let's be real, truly expected. We know that the form guide has not been on the side of Liverpool recently, but I don't think anyone in their right mind would have believed that uh, that Fulham would be able to go go to Anfield and pick up a result. And Dev loving this as a United fan, absolutely gassed up by this. Um, Liverpool nil, Fulham one. Lamina right on the stroke of half time. Before the game, no one expected Fulham to win this, as far as I'm concerned. But when you watch that forty that that. 90 minutes of football there was only one winner gunner mm. yeah I mean like sitting there watching if Fulham actually had a if they had Mo Salah playing on their team the game would have been like it could have easily been 4-5-0 Fulham to be fair mm. um, I just think there's just too many variables to what's going on with Liverpool there's obviously the injuries that they're going to keep banging on about it but <laughs> Klopp hasn't he hasn't change the system once and I think if things are going this bad you have to try and find a, another system to try compensate for what's going on there's also been arrogance that I think they just thought they were going to steamroll this league so now it's now they're losing they don't know what to do you can obviously see there's something going on between Mane and Salah I think it's always been going on between them two to be fair it's just that mm-hmm. they've been winning games so it doesn't get amplified like even just today, the, the lineup said to me, "We've come to lose this game. Like we just we don't care." What I don't know. You're looking forward to Champions League, but should you really be even looking forward to Champions League? Because once it gets to the nitty gritty, if you're playing with that defense, you're just going to get steamrolled if you come up against like Bayern Munich. But I don't know, man. Like it's 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 fun in games for me because. The Liverpool fans, they were obnoxious before the season started. Like this mm. is the best this is the best football team we've ever seen in our in our life. The best ever when, team to win, yeah. the, to win the Premier League. So hold on a minute. You don't you don't see what City did for the two years before yeah. that. <laughs> you don't see the trouble winning side, even though I don't think the trouble winning side is the best Man United side to ever win yeah, the Premier yeah, League. Yeah. I, I actually I actually don't rate the trouble winning Premier League side. 
the premier, yeah. yeah. So right. yeah, note the, note the wording of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine, what fine, you fine. did, what you did was incredible. <laughs> yeah. But the actual winning of that Premier League, not all, not all that. When I look yeah. at the year after, the year after that, the 0203 yeah. season, the 0708 season, the 0809. There were so many different Man United sides that have won the Premier League yeah. that are miles yeah. better than that treble winning one. And I will still have that one over Liverpool winning it. Yeah, because it was a runaway last year yeah. and it was a runaway two seasons before when City did it with the 100 points as well it, was, it wasn't like the, the enjoyment was sapped out of it because we already know what yeah. happened for me I think Liverpool have been living off that since the, since before lockdown they knew they were going to win the title they've come back from lockdown and they've been complacent ever since it's got nothing yeah. to do with it I don't think it's got anything to do with injury it's to do with attitude and yeah. yes when players are taken out of the um, of, of, a, of a winning side, it can disrupt the harmony a little bit. For me, the main person missing is Henderson. It's not even Van Dijk. Henderson missing in midfield is it's key to the way Liverpool operate. He controls everything through the middle from the middle of the park. They've got an engine room in the middle. They have smashing wing back wing, uh, fullbacks that act as wingers almost, yeah. and then their front three. So. They've changed their back to quite a lot this year. But even when it was fully fit, but the thing is, even when they were fully fit, they were still looking a little bit lost. They lost seven. They drew. They (laughs) drew one all with um, with Burnley at the the end of last season. I remember that game in particular. It stands out because they were full. They were full strength, and people would go, "Oh well, we've already won the league, so what does it matter?" Well, that's going to damage the morale and damage the mentality going forwards. Yeah, they came to the Emirates and the same thing. It's just. For me, yeah, it's just for me, it's Klopp because I just feel like if you've got Fabino and um, uh, Henderson fit, you play them in their natural position, and you just you if you've got to play two rookies at centre back, I think you've got more chance with them two playing at centre back and having your full strength going forward than you do with playing those two because essentially you're losing four positions when you put those two at centre back now because you've got two players playing centre back that are not centre backs, then you've got two players in midfield that don't set the pace for how Liverpool need to play. So I feel like he needs to take a lot more of the blame than people are giving him. But, you know, while, while, it's, while it's like this, we all can just laugh, man, because <laughs> I think they deserve it, to be fair. But that's the thing, isn't it? They make it, like, properly enjoyable. Like, all the Liverpool fans made it so enjoyable to hate them now because, like, they yeah. were, like, on the whole... Like yeah, Dion just there. I'm so glad it's happening to <laughs> happening to shut them right. Is he United, 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 United fan as well? But it's just like, well, okay. Sometimes I feel like it happened with United as well. Like when we were winning all the time, and I remember it even happened with me. I had to grow up a little bit when Fergie left because like we just expected so much, and we said, yeah, we're the best, we're this, we're that. We didn't actually look at the squad. We didn't look at what was going wrong, and then it came back to, and it's still haunting us. We're only starting to like turn it the is, corner. Really. It is. But like with Liverpool, it's like you started saying all this stuff like we're the best, this, we're the best, that. No, you just you said it perfectly. Look at what Man City did just the years before you. They were centurion. They won by 100 points. You look at our teams. We were way better than you. <laughs> we won it three years on the bounce. Look, look at Chelsea's. Look at Chelsea's and look you at... Know, like, and in different eras as well. Yeah. Like, it's not just like, Mourinho that's doing like it. The, like the first time that you guys won the league as well. Insane team. And the way that you came back the next season. It's like Liverpool needed to understand that you're going to have issues. You're going to have centre-back issues. You're going to have worries and all this. And I remember there was people trying to link Van Dijk's current injury to when it happened to Man United. 
back in 2003 or something like that, when we were going through a transition, we lost Michael, we didn't have a goalkeeper, we were going through so yeah. many different things. And they were like, oh, but remember when you lost, like Ferdinand, <laughs> and, you, and you, you didn't do very well. It's like, yeah, you're right, Mr. Scouse. <laughs> However, your team was way better than our team and you haven't yeah. dealt with it well. And it's not like you've conceded so many goals. You're not scoring any. It's one nil, 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 two nil. You're not scoring. And your mm. front three haven't been touched. Your guys' front three have, and you had to deal with it. And people still took the piss out of you. As had to be done, like Cavani's been injured. We haven't had Pogba for a while. No one's talking about any of that because we just get on with it. And City, people are forgetting, wasn't it at the beginning of the season when like Pep got an extension and everyone was like, oh, it's the end of Pep's reign. It's the end of this. He just shut up got on with what he had to do, bought in the right players and carried on going. Liverpool, they lose their centre-back. They knew Van Dijk was out for a while. They used all of January to get Ben Davis and Erzan Kabak. It's your fault. <laughs> Take it on the screen. Erzan Kabak, as everyone knows, we do a Bundesliga show every yeah, Wednesday. Yeah. Um, we do it on my channel and we also do it on the Football Dugout channel at 7 o'clock every week. So make sure you subscribe to both channels. Make sure you listen to that. Um, but... We we cuss out Schalke so much that we <laughs> me and me me and Devo felt so bad that we both bought Schalke shirts and we wore them <laughs> on the show last Wednesday. <laughs> oh, but like they're they're so dead. Why would you go and get a centre half from the deadest team in the league that yeah. it has been for the last year and a half? Do you yeah. know what I mean? Because at the beginning of the uh, of the nineteen twenty season, they were actually doing all right. And at one point yeah. they were higher in the league than Bayern Munich. And it wasn't just after week one. We were going back into November. And I'm thinking, oh, Schalke might be back. Like, excuse me, they might be coming back and like trying to push for Europe or that sort of stuff. And then after Christmas, they just went south. And they won a game, they won on the like in February of twenty twenty, and they didn't win a league game again until February twenty twenty one. Oh God! Wow! Now <laughs> that's just funny. This, but they've, they've, had, they've had five gaffers this season. Yeah. Honestly, they're trying to find their inner Palermo man. It's is painful. Yeah. Um, they clearly had some great yeah. centre backs for Liverpool to go and get, but it, but it's also isn't Sorry. wasn't today their twenty second different pairing of centre backs? Something stupid like that. It's something, something ridiculous, isn't it? Like that's Klopp's fault. Like, if you're going to get a pair that are going to mess up one game, you don't replace them. Like, what's that going to mm. do to their confidence? And to Kabak and to Davis and to Williams and Phillips and, I don't know, Tom, Dick and Harry, whoever else he drags in off the street to get into centre-back. Like, <laughs> you have to get some form of consistency. And how are you yeah. going to do that with different players? It's your fault, Klopp. Look at yourself. It's completely mm. your fault. Like, individual errors, you, everyone does them. You can't, like, we have Yeah, you can't equate for that. It's difficult. <laughs> yeah. Like, we have Fred. We know what individual errors look like. <laughs> we're, we're, just... we're, we're Arsenal fans. Come on. Like, we're, yeah, we're, yeah. We're... <laughs> we know what individual errors are. <laughs> but they they got to take a look at themselves, man. One man can destroy your whole team like that? Really? Is that what mm. you're going to say? Like, your whole front three, Tiago's yeah, been misfiring. Everyone's Shaka, everyone's just Shaka poor, man. He's gone on. Well, yeah, well, Shaka yesterday. Shaka yesterday. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about him in a moment. We'll talk about those in a moment. The whole team, man. But yeah, um, like you're saying, both saying they, they've just got too many like egos. They just they just thought they were the dogs nuts in it, and now hmm. it's not as easy as they thought it was going to be. And now look, so, so I, I have no sympathy whatsoever. So, yeah. so what do you think about this question then? This is from podcast Celt. This is um uh, Celt Grassroots. Uh, on Twitter, so make sure you give those guys a follow. Um, Mane or Salah has to leave. Uh, Liverpool can't carry both egos. I'm. I'll let you guys answer this first. I've got I've got my thoughts on it. 
Dan, you go first. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I, I disagree because they're just a few games away from them being the best team again like last it was, it was only last season that they went and ran away with it and they were at the forefront of it all but i get what he means because they have had a few bust ups it's looked a bit like as a personality thing between the two of them to be the top dog of liverpool so i kind of mm. get it and having jota come in i don't think he's a starter i think he's a good reinforcement he came in on form got an injury and is trying to pick that up shakiri is again a squad player i think to be the best team in the world or to be the best team in your division you have to have a solid, good front line, and they have that. They're just misfiring because of lack of confidence, whatever. I think if you distort it, I think you're going to get into some real trouble. And I thought this when they were linked with Werner, when they were linked with some like other strikers, because I thought the whole reason it works is for their formation. So you get rid of one of them, I think you're going to be missing them straight away. <laughs> because, mm. because as much as Salah might not get all of the... Uh, has been in great form recently... He has to be doubled up on to, to be stopped. Same with Mane. And that reveals space for a stacked midfielder who should be doing better because their midfield isn't doing very well. So mm. I think it's a bit... It would be rash if they got rid of one of them. But for their own career, I also think they shouldn't really be leaving Liverpool. They just won the league. They just won the Champions League. I think another season like this, where it's misfiring and something's going wrong, maybe look at it. But for now, I think it's just a blip. And we can all laugh at the blip, and I'm going to laugh at the blip, but let's not take it too far. It's mad because they're so close to the top four still. Yeah, we're, we're, we're all taking the mick out of them. They haven't won a game at home in the league. You know, they've lost six on the bounce for, you know, and, and whatever's going on. But they're only four points short of, 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 of the top four. So it only oh, takes it, the way that the way the league is at the moment. It only takes a couple of results. They're back right in there again. So yeah, I think, I think I think I think both of these players need to stay. And I think that they need to be looking at... I, I, I always thought that they needed to go get another top-end centre-half anyway, even when everyone was fully fit. Because yeah, yeah. Van Dijk is so far ahead of the rest of the centre-halves at the club. I don't think Joe Gomez is good enough to yeah. be a regular forever. You know, mm-hmm. do, do, do you know what I mean? Like Matip, Matip's, Matip's decent and he's solid. They got him for nothing as well, which is, cra- which is great. Yeah. But they need to be looking at a big, another big stopper type centre half to go alongside Van Dyke, who's going to be ball playing on that sort of stuff. Or even if you can have two ball playing centre backs, it doesn't matter. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's not football manager. Do you know what I mean? Like it can work. Go get, <laughs> go get a Klosterman. Go get, uh, yeah. you know, a Jonathan Brooks. Go get, you know, I'll, I'll list off a load of Bundesliga players that I reckon yeah, that yeah. could go do a do a do a job there. But. Yeah, I think I think they I think they that's where they needed to to reinforce. I didn't think they needed to do anything on the on the front line or anything like that. Um, right, let's uh, move on to the next game. And um, yeah, go on then. We'll talk about your lot. There you go. Manchester uh, Manchester City nil. Manchester United two. There were two records on the line, and one of them had to break. One was the unbeaten record um, for. Uh, Manchester United away from home is now 22 games unbeaten away from home. Alternatively, it was going to be the winning record, which would have been 29 straight victories in all competitions and 22 in the Premier League. So, Manchester United think right minute in. <laughs> let, let, let's 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 do some let's do some damage early doors and uh, 
they they put a lot of pressure on from from the get go, and it all came from a from a throw in from Manchester City, which um, Martial, you know, he won the ball back. I don't I don't understand what Jesus was was trying to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He wasn't going anywhere. There was three blue shirts around him. He wasn't going anywhere, and then that happens. Well, it's a uh, it's a great day. Just want to uh, thank my mum. <laughs> <laughs> just just, just, just want to thank everyone I can. Mate, it, do you know what it was? I was so scared. I I said after the Palace game, I think I tweeted it out. I was like, I am so scared for playing City this weekend because we had another day's less rest than them and they passed the ball about and we just looked ragged and looked run into the ground against the likes of like Palace and like even uh, West Brom. So I just thought they were going to run rings around us and tire us out, get us like they did against Wolves. I thought it was going to mm. go like that um, where we'd stay in but then lose concentration and they sucker punch us for a couple of goals and make it look worse than it was. But can't lie, Jesus helped us out. With the, with the penalty, like, it's, it's stupid. I think, what did Sunis call it? I don't usually quote Sunis, but he called it dopey. And it was the perfect word because it was a dopey challenge to have on the edge of the box. And he slots it away, Bruno, just about. Um, but then after that, it's I'm struggling to think of how many times were real clear-cut chances for, for Man City. Like, they did have some openings, but they would have had to be great shots or poor goalkeeping errors for it to really go through. And mm. they didn't have any of that. I think uh, Martial played well, but, you know, there's times when we were on the break and there's times when we had, I think, one or two clear-cut breaks and we didn't punish them. It could have looked a lot worse than it did for City. So I think Oli got it spot on. Dan James was the perfect player to play in this game who doesn't get spoken about enough. Um, I think Maguire had a stellar game. No one will ever say he has because of Harry Maguire, but he did play well. <laughs> um, Luke Shaw, fantastic. Wan-Bissaka didn't give... That, like Foden a chance when he came on like Sterling couldn't get past him it was just a really good performance and I'm most happy about Dan James and Dean Henderson for me because Dan James he's been through so so much and it's it's the, it's the part of football that we don't talk about it's like he lost his dad before he came to Man United he's oh. dealt with so much social media abuse and it's like in any walk of life that happens to you you don't go out and play in front of these people again just for them to come at you one more time you you take a breathe, you do that. You can't do that at, at that level. Oli managed him perfectly, took him out the spotlight when he had to, brought him on when he needed to. And it's now Leeds, Sociedad, Newcastle, and against um, Man City that he's been one of my favourite players. They couldn't get near him. Uh, press until the very end. And then Henderson, <coughs> it's like, I love De Gea, right? You know I love De Gea, but he's never yeah. looked like in the air. He looks like he looks like a twig in the wind. Like he's just, no one can... <laughs> like he can't fend off anyone. He's he's a skinny lad. He's never been that confident. Henderson, I don't think he's ready quite yet. I think he needs one season maybe to be or one or two like to be eased in. But he's a good shot stopper. He's confident. Good distribution. He's one of the main reasons for the second goal as well. It was just really nice to watch. And I didn't. The, the reason I'm so happy is because I didn't expect it. I fully expected us yeah. to lose, and I was ready for us to lose. But. A pleasant surprise is is how I'm gonna be. What I'm gonna be sleeping on today. I'm happy. I'm just I'm sort of like happy. <laughs> Look at him. He's so elated. So elated. BG, does this do, do, do you reckon Man City even care about this? <laughs> Not in a bad way. You know, like, it's, you know they want to win, obviously. But yeah, like yeah, I think I think you're right. To be honest, I, I, obviously they're gonna. It's gonna pain them because the. the 
it wasn't the game to lose your winning streak, was it, against Man United? But <laughs> I also said that if any team could beat Man City, it was Man United, just because mm. of obviously the occasion. Like it, it's a, it's a derby, and the form book goes out of the table. Like when it's a derby, there was times where we were steamrolling the the league and we'll play Spurs and it will be a close game, mm. even though Spurs are like 10 places behind us. Um, also, without the fans as well, it 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 gives the, the away team in a derby, uh, it gives them a bit of an, not an advantage, but it makes it a bit more level for them. We saw it with Everton when they played uh, Liverpool the other day. There's mm. no fans, so it kind of, it doesn't equal it out because obviously you still have things like pitch size, length of the grass, all just home comforts that you you know that you're used to, but um, Man United. The pressure's off, isn't it? Yeah, it's just essentially there was no pressure. Man United, it was a win-win situation for them. They could go for the game with if they would have lost, everybody would have been like, "Ah, oh, they lost because Man Man City are the best team in the in the country and almost like in the world at the moment." And then if they like went for it, like they did go for it you can catch City cold and that's what's happened. Like City, again, we talk about that thing where teams are, they get a bit complacent when they're going through a good patch and I think a mixture of that and Man United just saying, no, well, let's just go for this. They went for it from the first minute. United went for it and like you're saying, I can't remember too many. I know Rodri hit the crossbar and stuff, but it wasn't like the City that we've been sitting seeing recently and it's, it's, it's down to Man United and it's down to Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and I think people don't give him credit because he's a PE teacher he looks like a PE teacher they don't give him credit because who he's managed before they don't give him credit because nobody else wanted him like if any other team in the country were going for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer this would be the best manager in the world because you know we got him but remember he's been a part of Man United's teams he's been a part of he knows what it takes to win these games he can take little bits of out of Ferguson's game and be like, "This is we need to stop that sort of player and we know how to go about doing it. It's no it's no coincidence that uh, James plays in these games, just like Fletcher played in these games, just like Park mm. Ji-sung played in these games. So like, people just need, need to start giving him credit because he's got yeah. that he's second in the league. Um, obviously, they were top, but realistically, we know they're not quite ready to really challenge. Once they get a couple of more players in, they're going to they're gonna be challenging again. Mm. But, yeah, I just think today is all about Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, to be fair. Um, and I think he just needs to be, I think he, for once, people need to just stand up and be a man about things and just say, sorry, we got it wrong about him. And mm. just give him some props for once, man, because like, he, he put out that team and look what, look what he done. He won yeah. the game. And I tell you, but, I have to be one of them as well. <laughs> I have to yeah. be one of them people. Yeah. <laughs> um, Darren, uh, as well, about my boy Darren is watching via Twitch. You can obviously watch us via Twitch as well, not just YouTube, uh, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, his question is, and like um, Dev, Dev sort of allude, alluded to it before, about the stance on David De Gea. Is it time to move on from him? He's a Man United fan as well, by the way. Um, personally, I, I think his days are are done. Um, you, he went through that period of that those three years where he was Man United best player. For me, I think he was only the best player because Man United didn't have anyone else who was able to stand out. And defensively, United looked so poor 
those those three years on the spin, he was getting peppered all the time. And to be fair, he did make some fantastic saves and world class stuff, and didn't really drop many many clangers because he's he's prone to it. He's he's, he's known to do it. I mean, a lot of goalkeepers are going to make mistakes. Fully aware of that. One goalkeeper in particular in particular who's got over a hundred Premier League clean sheets is is Pepe Reina, and he was the same. He was he's a great he's a good goalkeeper. And he kept clean he sheets, but yeah. he made a lot of clangers. And because you play for a big club you are highlighted a lot more. It's as simple as that. But De Gea, I, I want my goalkeeper to command a box. And he doesn't command a box for me, so yeah. I don't... I, I, I'm not... I'm not a big fan, but I'm not a United fan, so... You yeah, know, nah. but I think, I, I think Henderson does command his box. Mm. Yeah. It's, I, I it's, just think it's he's, he's, he's so... Un, yeah, he's unorthodox, and that's what makes him a good goalkeeper, mm. is that he's not textbook. Um, so, like, I coach goalkeepers, and you wouldn't coach a goalkeeper to play like De Gea but yeah, that's yeah. how you should be because he's like a five-a-side keeper he saves the ball however he wants to save the ball which yeah is save what, with his feet yeah that's right. what a goalkeeper mm. is supposed to do but I, I've said this since Courtois went to Real Madrid and he didn't mm. I don't think he's ever looked the same I think that was the part because I think that season he thought he was going to Real Madrid and I think yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I think he hasn't looked the same and it's just playing on his head, I think, personally. So I think it would be a good time to get rid if you think um, Henderson's good enough, but we've yet to be seen in it. That's that's the thing. It's because I don't think United will bring in another keeper. And if we were gonna, like, if we were gonna replace him, like Romero was was a top keeper, and like he kept he kept clean goal, sheets yeah. for days. And it's like you know we got yeah. that's Argentina's number one goalkeeper, mm-hmm. and you got to think. I don't think he's got much competition for Argentina's number one spot. Like there's Ruli and a few others, but he was always mm-hmm. gonna have it. But it's what you do with the opportunities you have. He was always stellar for Argentina and De Gea. There was a period around three or four years where he was arguably the best keeper in the world, and that's against Neuer's or Blacks Courtois, and he yeah, was undoubtedly yeah, yeah, one of the best. And yeah. I think, I think what we're doing is I'm, I'm being a bit biased because I remember that De Gea, and I'm always mm. whenever he makes a great save, I'm like, oh, he's all right. That's the one we remember. But football isn't about form; it is about class. Like form is temporary, class is permanent, sort of thing. And I, I in an ideal situation, I'd want De Gea to mentor, uh, to take on like the good the role that he should do, which all goalkeepers should do when they get to a certain age, is mentor the new keeper coming in give them the confidence to go out and do something better because I I can see De Gea going either back home to Spain I can see him going yeah. on I think even PSG like said they were interested. Yeah PSG sniffed like, around for yeah, like to be honest like I think he's been an incredible servant he's dealt with a lot he's he's just the kind of goalkeeper that I don't think was ever really suited to the prem it sounds weird but we do need someone who's good in the air and is good at commanding his area and as soon as teams realized he wasn't that that kind of goalkeeper. They flood him, they intimidate him, and he gets intimidated. So it's it's a shame, but I think it needs to be a good handover between the two roles before Henderson's Henderson's yeah. ready. Henderson's not ready yet, and we need to get over form because Sheffield United were high on confidence and you can look good at Sheffield United. They all look great at Sheffield United. <laughs> well, it's the same situation with what happened with Joe Hart. That, that yeah. same when he when it was at um, Birmingham, 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 yeah, yeah. they came ninth that year, and you can solely say that was down to Joe Hart and how fantastic he was. 
He's then gone back to Man City, and then he was a great goalkeeper. Towards yeah. the end, of, up until the last like few years and stuff, he has looked a bit shaky and stuff. But that brilliant. period from phenomenal, he, yeah, easy, easy, yeah. like one of the best goalkeepers in the league from the mm-hmm. 08, 09 season at Birmingham until probably like the fourteen, fifteen season around yeah. that sort of time. He was I. I, I I had all faith in him then, and he was deserved to be England number one at that point. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking it's the same sort of thing. So happens that Sheffield United finished ninth last year, and I expected him. I fully expected him to come in and own own the number one shirt or really push for it. But what I do like is the fact that he's happy to rotate them. You know, it's a little bit different right now because he's, uh, David Hay has just had a baby, which I yeah. think is really fitting because the baby was born on the 4th of March, 2021. So the, it's 4321 of Christmas tree <laughs> formation. I, I think that's really impressive. I really do like that. It's almost like they planned it. But I, he is a good enough goalkeeper to push him all the way. A lot yeah. of the times you get a number two who is he's there for a number two for, for a reason. Yeah. But for me, that's I think I United... Adrian Anderson, yeah. yeah. Adrian is always going to be a number two. We know this. Kelleher is going to be a number two, number three. But yeah. Man United, for me, have got three number one goalkeepers. Yeah, so, I agree. I completely agree. Um, Arsenal don't have three number one goalkeepers. And um, they drew one apiece yesterday with Burnley. Now, Arsenal do like to start really slowly and go a goal behind and start playing football once they go a goal behind really early. Now, this time round, Arsenal scored very early into the game, and I think that screwed up with our heads. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. Arsenal were completely dominant that whole first half up until the Chris Wood calamitous goal. Um, I I actually blame Leno for it, but the the Shaka haters are all gonna gonna blame Shaka. I love Granite Shaka, and even when he makes a mistake, it's okay because for the rest of the ninety minutes, he's fantastic. As far as I'm concerned, I love Granite Shaka, and he's played for these lot as well. So, um, BG, what do you think of this performance? Uh, just, just, just as I was about to tweet, Shaka's looking good today. Guy doesn't <laughs> know that. Literally, I was just. I had the text written out, Shaka's looking good today, and then he goes and does that. My my issue, everyone says they're 50-50 blame or one's Leno, one's Shaka. I think the only reason why I'm blaming Shaka on this one is because he has two options. He's got the first, just play the ball first time or give the ball back to Leno and put him in danger for putting you in danger. And then Leno could easily just kick it out for a throw on, give away a corner or anything. But he calls for the ball. This is what's annoying is that Xhaka calls for the ball. If he never called for the ball, I'd be like, okay. And why he's the one coming getting the ball when Partey can twist and turn when he's being pressured, it that doesn't make sense either why he's dropping for the ball. But that's the way we've always been set up. Well, Shaka showed for the ball, which I've, which is fair enough, and I don't think he should have done that. But Leno's also looking at the whole... There's no one else behind Leno. There's literally 20, uh, 21 players in front of, of Bert Leno. Uh, so he, he should have known... Like, I might show for it, but I'm not going to give the ball to you, actually, because you got a man up. you got a man up here. Yeah, I think just that... You know, we've been doing it all season, so it, it was going to come. You know, it happens... It's happened to us, it's happened to Liverpool, it's happened to any team that wants to play play that sort of getting the, one of their midfielders come and getting the ball off the keeper. It's going to happen once. And twice, to be fair, the first goal season. came from playing um, out from the back. 
that's that's what that's what Arteta said, wasn't it? In his in his uh, interview, that the first goal actually came from doing the same thing. But who was the person that done it on that one? It was Partey, and he swivelled and got out of the danger. And I think I think that's the difference. Like Xhaka's just so one-dimensional, but he's very good at what he does when he's playing well. But mm. once he makes that mistake. It's just night. It's like it's just nights out for a minute, and I think this was just exactly the same as the Wolves game, where you're in control. The game, you just get to half time, winning one nil, and then you go again for the second half. But you do something just before half time, and it it just kill it kills the game, doesn't it? For for us anyway, because we don't seem to have the mentality to go again until the last five minutes when we're throwing everything at it. But mm-hmm. yeah, I just I just think it's just one of those things. It's it's just individual errors, and people are blaming Arteta. But he can only play what he's got. And if you're looking at the way he wants to play, would you be playing El Nene and Partey or would you be playing Sabayas and Partey? You wouldn't. You would be down with Shaka because he's the most experienced. He's the one with the international caps. He's the one that probably has a slightly more defensive brain than the rest of them. Um, mm. But it's just, it's just individual errors this season. That's that's literally what it is. Is David Luiz, Xhaka, they've all... Pepe when he got sent off against Leeds. It's just silly little things that people are acting like Arteta tells these people to do it on purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just the annoying thing. It's like when you know, when um people are blaming um Solskjaer for Fred, um he could have subbed him, but if he's one of your better players, you're thinking, Okay, you've got common sense. Don't do anything you're an adult. Yeah, yeah, you're a professional adult. footballer and you're an adult. Make we make saw, correct yeah. decisions. Yeah, 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 we saw it with Shaka. I was like, Saka's gonna get sent off. I was like, get I, I, I was I was literally. I said to my <laughs> missus, I was just like, effing in Jeff <laughs> and I was like, get Saka <laughs> off the pitch now. Yeah, get, I so I didn't think it was a, I didn't think it was a yellow card that uh, that it, when he got it. I don't think he deserved it. Yeah. And um, Eric Peters was involved in one uh, a little bit later on in the game, and he got a yellow card as well uh, oh, yeah. oh, with the one on um, on Lacazette. I don't think that was a yellow card either. I, I really didn't. Yeah, Screaming, honestly. And the match of the day, they did the right thing by taking the mic. But there were a couple of key decisions in this game and we'll, we'll, it makes you question. What the f*** was that? What the hell was that? It was the handball um, with yeah. Pepe. It was, it was, it was, like a, it was, it was in like a two-tone scenario the first one i think it touches him it touches him on the arm it wasn't in a in a bad position but then the second one it's it's caught eric peters right square yeah. on the forearm and they've not even well they've gone to var and they've been like nah don't i don't fancy it yeah it was two things that show why we <laughs> need var and why everyone hates it because the first yeah. the one where it hits his shoulder and it hits the bar i think that's an inc- that's exactly why we need var because at first glance i was like oh he's Clearly, that's what he's yeah, tried to yeah. do is hit his arm and he's prevented a goal-scoring opportunity. That's red card and a, and a penalty, which, yeah. you know, would have changed the game completely. But it's like, I praise him for that. because And I was there thinking like, yes, this is why we need VAR because I've always been for it. But it's like, these kinds of decisions is why they're here. And I think that was, that was perfect. And then you literally see the man, his arm goes towards the ball. Like it's yeah, not as it if, was, you know. Like it's if not even it hit, his arm. Yeah, yeah if where it hit him, that's fine. Like if if you're still like that far away from him, then fine. But 
it's not like the ball was hammered in towards him. It was lofted up and the man moved his arm like this. And it's just like, like proper karate kid style like this. And like, you know, <laughs> wax on, wax off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that. And he moves it and it, and it takes the ball away. And I'm just there thinking, how can, how the hell can you not give a pen? I, I don't like Arsenal. I don't care if you get a pen or not, but it's, it, for me, it was the VAR choice. And it's, that's the debate that I'll always have with someone. And that's the reason why you get paid to make these decisions. And as a referee, yeah. how you did not give it is is beyond me. You should see that, but also how you can't see that's a clear and obvious error when it is. That's mm. what pisses everyone off. And I, yeah, I, I feel for you, but it, yeah, it's, the I mean, like, it's not just Arsenal that are going like, through it. So there's been a bit of an exactly, agenda yeah. from certain people that say that, oh yeah, now it's happened to Arsenal, that rah, rah, rah. that's not the case. Yeah, mm. but like we, we literally saw it in the Liverpool Chelsea game. Yeah. Exactly the same yeah. thing. We saw it in the Chelsea Man United game last week. It's exactly the same thing. Yeah. So it's like, well, why are these not being given? It's not just an Arsenal thing, it's a referee thing. And once yeah. again, come the 1st of July, there is another law change in regards to handball. So that would have more than likely been a penalty. The situation in the Tottenham Fulham game, uh, where Fulham thought they'd equalised, yeah. that goal will now stand. Uh, yeah. It's it's just it's this, they're, this, they're messing with the game that we love and it's it's causing a lot of frustration. It's so it's a subjective nature of it all though because they say clear and obvious. They say accidental. What I think is an accident or what I think is clear and obvious is different to what you guys would both think. So how the yeah. hell are they supposed to know? They're listening to someone telling them their version of events, not what actually happened. It's just pathetic and it's just like there's. I know they're trying to change the offside rule. They're trying to change all this. Some bits, if it ain't broke, just don't fix it. I think VAR yeah. could come in and do a good job. And for me, I've always said, if you're a millimetre offside, I don't care. You're offside. That, that's just how I view it. But it's, it's just to the point where if it's an obvious thing, you should have someone in the VAR room who knows about football and, and is a referee and has all the experience. But then my big thing is I know referees should get a level of like protection. They should because that's how they get them from other sports. But the way that referees impose their authority on other sports is because they put themselves, paint themselves in a light to be respected. Like they mm. always make that thing like in rugby, everyone, no one goes near the referee. No one does this. Right. Yeah, because we can hear, sort of, yeah, but we can hear yeah. what he says. You can, yeah. We can NFL. hear NFL, NFL, like even basketball, hey, uh, um, we hear them. Yeah. It's like, it's Aussie like, rules football. Aussie like. rules football. You can hear everything they say. And the reason I get shady is because they do all this. They don't want anyone to hear what they're saying. They go to a monitor like, oh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure this. And it's just, it's pathetic. And we saw it at Chelsea Man United. Yeah. I, I said, like, you look at the frame and you think, Cesar Piliqueta and Hudson-Odoi are crowding him for the handball that Hudson-Odoi mm. did. And it was a handball. I, I think it was. But then I look at the other side. I'm like, Harry Maguire, what the hell are you? Get, Don't do that. Bruno, yeah. I love you. Get away. Don't do not do that. You shouldn't be doing that. And it's because they don't come out after games to say why they've done a decision, which they should. And they're protected to a point where they feel like they're invincible. And we need to break that barrier down. But I've got, I've got two scenarios on what I honestly think that should happen with VAR. I've mentioned it a couple of times on the show. And I've also mentioned it when I'm just having chats with, with, with pals and stuff. Um, there should be challenges like NFL challenge flags, two, maybe three in a game. I used to say like one each half, but anything can happen. You could have two or three things happening at the same time. So three challenges. Leave the referee to make every single decision, every single decision. And then if you are not happy, the, the manager, 
can throw a challenge onto Ooh, the pitch, yeah. whatever, until until the, the ball goes out of play next, and then go and review what has just happened. And that could be for anything. Like early on today um, in the in the Manchester derby, Man, uh, Man City should have won a corner, and it could have been key at that time of the game. But you can't you can't challenge a corner, which I think is I think is bullshit. Let's be real. Um, last season, Arsenal versus Southampton. Southampton scored an opening goal from a free kick where the ball was still moving. When, they, when he was taking the free kick and Danny Ings scored. Well, VAR says you're not allowed to review that. Why? It doesn't make any sense. So I want to be, as a manager, be able to challenge that situation and say, I don't agree with that decision. It might end up going down as time-wasting. Who cares? You know, because that time will get added on, and it should yeah. be. Or you stop the clock. You stop the clock. And they've, they've, done, they've worked out averages of how long games last for. And the average game of football, the ball is in play, for 65 minutes. So, why don't we do, like Gaelic football, 35 minutes each half, and the clock stops every single time the ball goes out of play. You can't have time wasted then. You can take as much time as you want in taking that throw in, because nothing's happening. And then, as soon as the ball goes out of play, after 35 minutes, or after 70 minutes, that is it. Game done. And then we all shake hands, we're all pissed off to the pub because by then the pubs will be open again. And the other one as well, the other one as well, I just thought about it as um, just now, the offside situation. Mm. I think if a part of your body is in an onside position, oh. I reckon that, I reckon that, I reckon that'll mix it up. And that would also encourage attacking football as well. That's Wenger's but then, rule, isn't it? But then, literally, if you are 0.0000001 millimetre offside, then that's it. It's done. Mm. You had your whole body to be onside. You know, if you're mm. peeling off in the last last man, get your foot there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And there's a defender step yeah, up. It's just, it's just all crazy anyway, man. Like, I don't know. Like, yesterday, I don't know. Forget our one, but why was he so quick to, 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 to send off the guy yesterday? He couldn't wait to... It's like he knew he messed up on the first handball, that when he had a chance to have a second handball, he just went crazy and... Penalty and, 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 and red card straight but away. And to be like, fair, to be fair, it's, if you are given a penalty straight away, you have to give a red card because it's denied an obvious goal scoring opportunity. With yeah, him. but yeah. I mean, like, so, but it, you, you're right. It, it was literally like shot from the hip, bam, bam, like, like, like a Western movie. Yeah. With, with, the, with the handball, the original handball, he let he let it play and let VAR do his thing. So why didn't he do the same thing for that? Why not just let it play? Did it go out for a corner in the end or? I can't even remember what happened. No, it was drop ball. It was drop ball. When it hit the crossbar, where did it go after that? No, when it hit the crossbar, I can't even remember. Oh, it went, yeah, it would have gone out for a corner. Yeah. So it would have been, been, been a corner. So, yeah. so we've, we've kind of missed out on a corner because he's stopped. So they basically gained yeah. off a situation that they shouldn't have gained off because he didn't... They've been advised to let it play, but he didn't let it play. And yeah. It's just inconsistency because everybody... Blames VAR, but it's not actually VAR is working. Yeah. It's the people behind it's the people it. that are exactly. managing it. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's the Everyone's people behind talking. it. There's, Mate, there's, if it's used not... well, it's so important. VAR is needed. Germany, Italy, nice? Spain, exactly. Holland, A League in particular is the best. But in all, all the of sophisticated those... nations, anywhere but GB, like the reason we're in lockdown and they're fucking not is because like they know. <laughs> 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 <But then, laughs> like, there's all this stuff, and it's just like I, you know what with VAR, I'm such a big fan of it because I feel like 
I don't want to feel like I come away from a game of feeling justice, like something could have been done and did and wasn't. But yeah, it just yeah. annoys you even more at the fact that they could have done the right thing and they just didn't for whatever They've reason. The worst one, yeah. like the worst one I've seen all season for me was West Brom Brighton. We could talk about that forever, but it's just like with the free kick and it went in, he blew his whistle twice and all this. It's just oh, like, yeah. you can't do that. How has yeah. VAR allowed that to happen? It's just... And that's why people, when people say the game has gone because VAR is brought in, no, nah, goal line technology just, was necessary. VAR is very necessary because we can't, the game is gone when things are always wrong. And that's mm. why they can say that VAR is not the cause. It's these idiots who are in charge of it. And it's, mm. it's simple changes that can be made. And I, I like your idea with the, the challenging because I think it adds an element of skill. To it, I think there's skill and, and challenges. It, it, well, it's it's not just yeah, it's not just that as well. And like, it's, it, but it, it works. Helps, it helps generate <laughs> money as well. It helps generate money because as soon as as soon as as soon as you put that challenge on, you know there's a challenge, and then you can put up like, oh, challenge Jose Mourinho, and as they put that, you can put a sponsor next to it that generates cash. <laughs> on, it sounds silly, but it's true, yeah, isn't it? Like, and then the whilst, and whilst you go to VAR that. to check it out, oh, it's a challenge brought to you by. Verizon um, or whatever, <laughs> all of my American sport. And yeah, it can be annoying. It can be tedious, but yeah. it's, it's like going to generate more money. It's going to bring more money into it yeah. and, you know, yeah. just it's, it's aid our game and make it better. Yeah. It's the arrogance of England. It's, it's, it's an yeah. English, it's, British arrogance. It won't happen. Won't allow it. Yeah, it yeah. won't happen Perhaps. because in the end, all of a sudden you're undermining the ref. And, you know, if you had big personalities like, I don't know, like Wenger or... Ferguson, who could make a ref change their mind on on their actions, then mm. you know, soon soon somebody says they're disputing it, it then puts doubt in the ref's mind. What what has he nah, done? You, I, think, you I, think it's doing it more, I think it's doing it more now. <laughs> it's doing it more now. Like they're getting told by their own mates, mate, you messed up. Go back and check, and they'll be like, they're oh, if you're anymore, <laughs> they're, they're exactly, stay stay far replay. They're not ref anymore. I think. I think that's what the whole let it let it play for these offsides where someone could potentially break their leg because yeah. now you're not putting in you're not putting the offside flag up. I mean, you've got to still allow for human error in football because that's what makes it. That's what made so many things like exciting that you know we wouldn't have won the FA Cup against Chelsea if, if you know there was VAR because Sanchez handballs it and then goes and scores. But you've got to <laughs> allow human error and. I, I, if we got rid of VAR, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be too upset. But I think we should just have them doing one job, like just. So I don't know what it is, whether you do it on the fouls or the offside. I think you should just leave offsides. Just don't let, don't get involved in offsides. Let the linesman do his job. And but yeah, earlier, just, earlier flags as well. Because there's been yeah, a few where challenge has gone in, and it, yeah, you're right about the broken leg situation. That's what it's going to take. It's going to take one person that will break their leg or suffer some form of serious injury all because of a super late flag. Mm. Um, we've got three more games to rattle through. Um, if I'm honest, I don't really spend, want to spend much time on them because <laughs> I didn't really, personally, I didn't enjoy any of these three. Um, mm. I don't know about you guys. So we'll start with the lunchtime-ish. Was it lunchtime? No, it was a three o'clock game, weren't it, yesterday? Um, and that was uh, Sheffield United nil, Southampton 2. The goals came from Ward Proudsman's spot. And then Che Adams, uh, non-league legend, um, then obviously he's coming all the way through and now playing Premier League football and bagging goals. Um, 
I'm not going to speak because I didn't watch this match because it's, yeah, it's pointless. But, yeah. Yeah, That's fair. I, I did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's all, like, if I look back, I just think, okay, welcome relief for Southampton. I think they needed yeah. a win. First one in uh, 10. Yeah, Sheffield United are in trouble. But, um, all I can say that, is... That's, from, that's you being nice. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I, I don't care about them. Like, I, just, I just won't miss them if they go down. Like, I, I don't care. Uh, I feel bad for Wilder because, like, I think the everyone's always looking back to when they were on a run and then football stopped and it decimated their run. So, But then mm. you think, well, that was going to happen at some point, clearly, yeah. and probably over a summer. So you're screwed anyway. They didn't buy well in the summer and they've paid the price. But, I mean, if they get relegated and United can nick San, Sanderberg off them, all right, cool. Oh, you say? Oh, no, I like Sunderbird. I really yeah, do. Easy, easy, mm. yeah, hundred percent. I'm trying I to think, think of who else at Sheffield United actually. You, you turn around and say, mm, "I really like that player." Maybe, maybe O'Connell. I know he's been out all year, yeah. Um, but Egan, yeah, o- I reckon Egan. get into somewhere like like Palace or Burnley or something. But like, oh, what's the uh, midfielder that everyone was talking about? He has a couple of. He looks like he's about oh, fifty, Fleck. but John Fleck. Yeah, Fleck. Fleck. Yeah, Fleck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're nah, not talking about <laughs> Yeah, I don't mind John Fleck, you know. Man United. I thought I thought Man United talked before. John Fleck's yeah. in Man John McGinn, I'll take it, not John Fleck. Nah, I'd, I'd, I'd take Berger, but honestly, yeah, we can rattle through that one. I'm not going to miss either. I like Southampton, so I'm glad they won, I guess. But then, like, I don't care. It was just I don't, it was just on, <laughs> so I just left it, in there. So I left it on the side. Fair. The acrobuster for the day for me was um, Villa versus Wolves. I had a fivefold on all four results were in i was needed a villa victory um <laughs> to be fair i did insurance bet a little bit in order to um, try and get something back and i was like right let's look at the double chance so i did win yeah. something back which is fine but villa are so dead without jack greenish yeah it was sad it was weird to watch like it's like if both teams need to have a bit of a look at themselves at, at the minute because i like villa and i like wolves and you look at them on paper they're actually they got some good players, the either of them. Size, yeah. but they lose one player and they just don't work. Like I get you have to be mm. links in the chain and all this, but all the big teams we have lost big players. I look at Leicester, another Midlands club who have a similar budget, and I'm thinking, well, you should be playing good football with the players you've got. But Triore isn't doing it. Like Neto's been great, but he he was misfiring yesterday. Um, Watkins Pudence. looks lost without him. Pedence wasn't that great. It's just like you've got good players. Like make them play a bit. A bit better, like it's. I don't know what what's going on with them. To be fair, both. Of them. Wolves missed two absolute sitters yeah, yeah. in yeah. this game as well. One, the uh, Roman Saiz one. I don't yeah. physically understand how it was possible to put that over the bar. It was yeah, less yeah. than a yard out. It was. Yeah. It was. He was even closer than. Remember when Carnu. Um, put one over the bar. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I, think yeah. was, I think it was at Pos- uh, Pompey at the time. Oh, yeah, and yeah, it was like, do you know what? Yeah. Or was he at West Brom at the point? I can't remember what no, it was. Port- I remember Redknapp said something about it. I'm pretty sure it was Portsmouth. Yeah. So like, he was about two yards out and he somehow put it over the bar. But this ball is yeah. on pretty much on the ground and it's almost touching the line. And yeah. he somehow <laughs> scooped it over. I'm going to try and find it, and I'll tweet it if everyone, anyone hasn't seen it yet. And I'll try and find a still of it as well. It's yeah, it's it embarrassing. It's yeah, bad. Man. My daughter will be able to knock it away, and she's not five months until next week. It was great. Well, I was so vexed, man, when he was through one-on-one with, with Leno and uh, Louise accidentally touches him. Because I was like, he was never going to score. You could mm. see the way he... Like Leno was just gonna pick up the ball, and that's like that just proves that 
he was never going to score. So now I'm even more vexed after I saw that miss yesterday. Just let him go through. Just let him go through. He's never going to score. But yeah, I, I don't know. Like These teams are both though, they're rough in it. They're not getting relegated this season. So their season's just pretty much to... done, isn't it? Yeah. I was just about um, to say what you just we're... said. Obviously, <laughs> this, this, show, this show, whilst we're doing this show, there is a live game happening at the moment. Oh, is it 1-1? Um, which is yeah. um, Tottenham versus um, Crystal Palace. And yes, it is one apiece soon. So, oh, was it a good goal though? Because his last goal was mad. Like for Ben. Yeah, it was a header. It says. It says. <laughs> Chris yeah, and Benzema. I, I saw Bell squad and then I switched off and then. Oh, yeah, I'm just. Bell, Bell's going to tear us a new one next week, isn't he? I'm not looking forward to yeah. it. Um, <laughs> Brighton one, Leicester two. Brighton. A team oh. that played really great football. I feel so sorry for them. They're one 0 up in this game. And they, they fluffed their lines. Um, Lalana, he scored after 10 minutes. Ian Acho is finding a bit of form at the moment, isn't yeah. he? Ian Acho. He does this every season, though, doesn't he? Every Just year. Just a few games where he gets goals, yeah, he gets goals. And then he it's almost goals like it warrants him to stay on for another year. <laughs> so it's like, okay, oh, have another year extension. Well, I'll score a couple of goals. And I was like, all right, then. So he does it. And then Armati, just at the death. <laughs> Which, uh, to be fair, at half-time, this was 9-1 to one for Leicester to win. So a cheeky fiver on that. Thank you very much. <laughs> fair. Very I, don't much. Know, I, was, I, I felt so bad for the man. Like, the goalkeeper in particular. Like, he had a blinder for the whole game. He mm. flapped it at the end, and then that's what everyone remembers him for. And it's so sad. But it's like, I, do you know what I, I do wish is that more Liverpool fans, when they're saying, woe is me about injuries and all this, can they just have a look at Leicester? Like, Leicester yeah. have had more injuries than anyone. About more penalties than anyone. I think no one talks about either. But like they've had more injuries than anyone, and think, yet they're third. The top of the injuries list. I think it might be Crystal Palace for number Crystal of players. Palace, for for, for number of players out. And for, yeah, the amount of players well, out and the amount of time. The most. I think Leicester have the most time of players. Yeah, most in the, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I know. I know. I know they. I know they are in the in the top three of that. Which yeah. is. But it's but who Leicester like, had missing. Like they've said it's the players that Leicester had missing. Yeah, like uh, Madison. Um, like Madison, big what's players. Name? Varney, uh, Varney was missing for a number of games. Yeah, yeah. For far, so Yunchu didn't come back until Feb. Yeah, so bro, it is. And yeah, Justin's out now. Yeah, yeah, Justin was sick as well. The early at the yeah. beginning of the England, season, he's going, he's going to get an England call up. I know he was exactly. But I so, just like uh, like look at them and see what they're doing. But I was that that's the only thing that didn't make this uh, this weekend perfect. Would have been if if Leicester lost, that would have been a perfect weekend from a Man U perspective. But like, uh, personally, I, I this sounds really bad, and I said it about Sheffield United how I want us to go and get Sander Berger and like if they get relegated or whatever. But I don't want Brighton to go down because I actually like watching them. I, oh, I really like them, watching Brighton play Like oh, them man. and Leeds, I, I need them the to only go teams. Down, man. Just no, go but down, then can tell you what's lamp to you. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, okay. Leeds, <laughs> <That's> good. Like, <laughs> but like them and Leeds are the one are the two teams I want to stay in the league. Like I don't I don't like Leeds technically, but I love watching them play. But if they went down, I'd take Rafinha. Like thank you very much. But then if Brighton no, went I'm down, then why Basuma Lamptey? I love Basuma. Honestly, yeah. Yeah. I buzz I'm, about I'm that guy. Basuma is insane. If we yeah, got Basuma, because you guys got yeah. But you guys got your number six, right? You got party, enjoy him, all right? I want Basuma and I want Ben White and you lot can have Lamptey mm. as well. We'll have Max Aarons. If we have those three players, like that's mm. that's the thing with, with Man United or recruitment in general. You look for these big names, you look for the ones that are going to sell the mm. shirts and all this. Those three players, if we had those them like those three this season, we'd be much closer to Man City, much more depth. 
Basuma would have transformed that midfield, I'm sure. Picking the best players from the lesser clubs is yeah. what you need to do. And that's what City have done. That's why they've yeah. been so good. That's what uh, Liverpool did as well. Yeah. So Vijnaldum and yeah. Robertson, you have to do it. Mane, Van Dijk. Like everyone from Southampton, it looks like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, we need to do that. and it, Ricky Lambert. Everyone. Yeah, uh, Marini, like, um, you know, like, Liverpool needs to remember where their post is. Yeah, you know, fair play for them winning the league last year, yeah, <laughs> and putting the pressure on the year before, but and, and winning the Champions League, fair play. But they have to remember, remember. you know, Voronin, you know, um, Bruno Sheiru. <laughs> I'm going. I'll tell you what. I'm going back. Rob Jones, <laughs> sticking the Bjornaby. Uh, who? <laughs> Engog, David Engog. Engog, David Engog. Cinema Pongol. Remember, you get back in your lane sometimes, Liverpool fans. I really Cinema think you should. Pongo. That's why I look oh, at our midfield and I'm like, everyone's saying, Fred this, Fred that. Jemba, Jemba, mate. Jemba, Jemba. Cleverson. Cleverson was actually sick, though. And okay, he was, he worked, he worked yeah. good for you. Didn't work out. Um, but, but yeah, to the, to the point at hand, I'd say, uh, I'm, I'm sad for Brighton. I, f- I feel like they've had some like real bad luck. But if you go down, give us Ben White and Basuma, you'll they'll... In your honour, they'll do well. That's what I'd say. So give them to us. You know we'll, what? We'll do something. I'm, I'm more. I'm as much as I want Burnley to get relegated because mm. um, I just think, like you're saying, when it comes to bringing nothing. But I'm also on that side where I don't like. I don't care if these teams play good football. Like if you're going to get spanked week in week out, I know Leeds are fifty-fifty to which Leeds you're going to get. But I think it was it was you guys played them and you spanked them. You put six past them, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five or six. Um, and they were t- saying how good they didn't even talk about how well Man United played. <laughs> they still cast, they still cast about Leeds. We wrecked them as well. <laughs> but I don't <laughs> mind it. But that's, no, but that's I, the thing. I, I don't, it I don't really mind annoyed it. me. It really annoyed me that I, I was oh, just, cool. I was just now I was like, get these lot out of the Leeds because <laughs> they lost to Liverpool. They lost yeah. to Man United. They got spanked, and you're saying how good their football was. Their football, like, then, if your football was that good, you'd win the games, wouldn't you? You still got to say they're one, they're, they're one win away, but uh, they're one win away from being level points on with Arsenal. Like they have played yeah, some good football. Yeah, yeah, no, obviously, I just yeah, think but... no, I get, I get your point. I, I do yeah. get your point. But it's like if I have to pick, there's only when you don't support them, there's only two camps that you can really be in. It's like either they win and they're boring, or they play well yeah. and they're like, oh, and I just from a neutral. I prefer the eyebrow. Like, it's just yeah, nice to watch. Yeah, I see that. Uh, mm. from I, fans, I, that I do want them <laughs> like, to get relegated. <laughs> But I do appreciate what Burnley do, although I want them to mm. get relegated. I, I prefer to see a team come with something different, whether it is just logging it up to their two dead strikers and getting a little second mm. ball and scoring off that. I would rather see that because it adds to football. It means your team, if they're supposedly well-cast, you've got to find a different way of beating teams yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah. So, I just love um, the fact that they played two, two banks of four. Um, and two up top, A. Hey. Yeah, Let's have a... 4 4 2 Yeah, we clocked it. We clocked it. We love it. Right, let's have a look at these tables then. Bottom of the table looks like this. Um, should we even talk about Sheffield United? No, um, Newcastle's went up though. How did they go up? Oh, because they drew in it. They right. Doing? Yeah, right they, 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 yeah. Picked up, they picked up a point. So, um, yeah, West Brom, they're in 19th place after that draw with Newcastle. That puts them on 18 points. They are... Um, eight points from safety as it stands at the moment. Fulham occupying the last relegation spot, but are level on points with Brighton now. 
um, but have an inferior goal difference. Newcastle in the mix there in 16th place on 27 points. Burnley, um, with that point against Arsenal, puts them on 30 points, four points clear of the drop zone. Uh, and then Southampton, with that win, sort of pulls them away a little bit more. Crystal Palace, as I said, um, are currently playing at the moment, so this table hasn't been updated with their result on. So as it stands, mm-hmm. they are currently on 35 points, level with Wolves and Leeds. Um, in the top half, Arsenal are bottom of the top half. And as I said before, we went live. I much preferred it when we were 11th because then we were top <laughs> of the bottom half. So it just made us feel good for a hot minute. Um, they've played 27 games. They've got 38 points. Um, and then you've got Villa, who are on 40 points. So they're, they're staying up. We know that. Um, Arsenal still need another two points, guaranteed. Um, Premier League football fixes. <laughs> <laughs> um, then you've got um, Spurs. They're currently, as it technically stands, they're on 43 points. Um, level on points with Liverpool, who are in seventh spot. Uh, in fact, they would actually go down to eighth if it stays like this. And if Spurs go on and win, Liverpool will fall into eighth place. West Ham still knocking around at the top of the league. They've got 45 points in sixth place. Let's move that. Everton, slightly above them. They're on 46. Uh, Chelsea on 47 in fourth place. And then the top three, uh, Leicester, after their late winner, uh, has put them onto 53 points. Manchester United going against all realms possible and beating Manchester City to reduce the gap to 11 points at the top of the league, uh, where Manchester City are at the moment. Monday's games look like this. You've got Chelsea versus Everton. That's on BT Sport um, at 6 o'clock. And at 8 o'clock on Sky, you've got West Ham versus Leeds. Uh, Wednesday, Manchester City entertain Southampton. Uh, Friday, you've got Newcastle versus Villa. Big game down the bottom there for Newcastle. And then Saturday's games look like this. You've got Leeds versus Chelsea, the lunchtime game on BT Sport. That's going to be a cracker, that is. Uh, (laughs) Then you've got Palace versus West Brom uh, at three o'clock. At half five, you've got Everton versus Burnley. And the nighttime game is Fulham versus Manchester City. And then on Sunday, before we go live again at seven o'clock next week, you've got... Um, the lunchtime game, Southampton versus Brighton, that's on BBC. Then you've got Leicester versus uh, Sheffield United. All these games are on Sky Sports now, by the way. So Leicester versus Sheffield United at 2 o'clock. Uh, and then Arsenal versus Tottenham in the North London derby um, at 4.30. Uh, you'll be able to see a preview for that on Friday with myself and Big Gunner and a couple of Spurs fans. Um, and then <laughs> you've got Manchester United versus West Ham closing off the night. Um, so, yeah, some massive games next week. Massive, massive uh, games, mate. I'm so scared. I just I forgot we were playing West Ham, and I forgot where they were. Is yeah. see, I just want. I'm just gonna enjoy nah. this week, right? Because we've yeah, had a yeah. good week. I'm just gonna enjoy myself, go to sleep nice, not think about tomorrow or the next week or whatever. We've or Thursday against Man City or against AC Milan. Sorry, could we just not? I prefer if you just didn't speak anymore, mate. Oh, let's just talk about Wednesday, Wednesday up until Wednesday. Yeah, it's just, there's no more about that. No more about that. But it's just, there's, like, the games are coming thick. And fast, and, like, they're against top teams because it's what? It's yeah. like, it's West Ham. No, there's AC Milan, West Ham, AC Milan, Leicester. 
Like these yeah. are like two of them and three of them are knockouts. It's like we're we're in trouble. But I think um it's gonna be interesting to see how we how we get up. We need Cavani and Pogba back for sure, just for depth. Not even for these games in particular, but I want Van der Beek in against AC Milan. I think he'll do well against that kind of team. But mm. it's we need a lot of depth. Uh, Rashford today looked like he could be out with an injury. There's yeah. Shaw didn't Shaw look like he's on his last legs before he scored. Um so it's gonna be interesting. But today, if if you'd have told me Showed me that list after today. I would have been like, I would have wrote us off, and yeah. I would have thought we have no second option, and we look jaded, we look scared, we're not going to do anything. But I'm more confident of top four now. It's still by no means certain at all, um, but I do think uh, AC Milan quietly confident. I feel like we should be. I, 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 I reckon you are. I really do think you uh, are going to do them. Is, is anyone else sad? Like I know, I know you guys don't really give a shit about Man United or probably AC Milan, but like <laughs> it's a bit. It's. I feel sad looking at that game because it it's should like, be it a Champions be, League quarterfinal or semi final. It should be Ronaldinho licking his lips, Maldini flicking his hair back, like Shevchenko <laughs> running the lines, and against like Pato Kakas and the Roonies, Ronaldos, and now it's just like. Oh, Dan Fred, Fred, again. Fred, yeah, Fred, Fred versus Kessier. Fred, Fred Kessier. What, what a battle. Like, what a like, battle. Is Ibrahimovic out as well? That's 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 that would have made it interesting right. if, he, if he was... Well, yeah. He's 39. Uh, Let's get over ourselves. He's still... Yeah, but he's 39 in a slow-ass dead league. Let's be real. Right, so... I'm I'll, I'm happy after today. Let's just I'll leave it at that. Yeah, let, let let Dev be happy today. The fifth, sorry, the seventh of March. Right. So, Dev, when's your next show? So, my next show in in what term? Sorry, which? When's your next? Where's your next pod? Yeah, when 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 you're online again? Let 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 oh, everyone mate. know. Like I've got. <laughs> which one do you want first well ultra united is a weekly pod that we do it's more based on uh remembering kind of the times of yesteryear the bits that fans really got involved in so i mean re- we were just speaking about canu recently that's the latest mm. article that went out on on uh, ultra yeah. united so ultrautd.com is the best way to, to get involved so we release that weekly but i'm also part of a, a new up-and-coming podcast called football saddos and it's exactly what it says on the tin just a bunch of saddos talking about football and uh, <laughs> today actually we just released our um our latest podcast on whether we think Mourinho is still the special one or not so weekly stuff coming from me on ultra utd and on football saddos so yeah stay tuned happy days happy days bg i believe you're on in about an hour yeah like you know what i'm just one of the worst people that i agree <laughs> to things and then i forget that i've agreed to do them so it's only because <laughs> he's retweeting it he's been talking to me all day well, i remembered that you're on after we did our show last week and you thought it was going to be tomorrow you're like no it's next sunday so even i remembered i'm going to be your new even, pa even when you was like oh we're together on friday i was like what and then I've just I've just gone and looked at it. I've looked at the message that you sent to me and Holly about doing the Friday show. I was like, oh yeah. So yeah, um, <laughs> um, the next confirmed my next show that I do every week uh, is the OG Gunners. So we usually choose a year um, and talk about that year, our memories from that year. But this year, not this year. This week we're actually going to do um, Arsene Wenger's worst eleven. So we're gonna. Pick the 11 worst players. There's going to be if loads. Nelson Vivas and Igor Stepanovs aren't in there, then I'm not interested. <laughs> to make it fair, they have to have played 25 games um, if they've played less than 25 games. Um, yes, yeah, Santos at left back is good. 
So it's going to be fun. Obviously, we don't like to be disrespectful, but we thought we would make it a bit light-hearted. As, um, How many games did Amari Bischoff get? Um, I, don't, so, I, don't know, I don't think he played four. I don't even think he played that. I think he played that one. There's those kind of league-up games. I felt sorry for him for I'll tell you what, I loved at Arsenal, right? Um, but <laughs> I loved Arturo Lupoli. Do you remember him? I wanted him. I wanted him to be so. I wanted him to be so good. Every time he played in the League Cup, he looked all right. Do you know what I mean? Like, I actually know him. Uh-huh. I actually know him. I know. I do. Like we've spoken like loads of times. I used to work at a football agency, and one of my one of my lads like knew him, and I spoke to him, and he was supposed to be a consultant. It never worked out, but I still got his number. Like he's a good lad. Wait, get him on the show, boss. He's a good. Get him on the show. Get him on the show. You know what? Oh. In, in the reserves, he was banging goals though, isn't it? And yeah, he is a football manager legend as well. Yeah, they so. gave him twenty finishing on the two thousand and seven. <laughs> yeah, they did. Yeah. They yeah. did. Um, you could get this book as well, Devo's, um, uh, not Devo, it's Dev, we've got Dev and Devo, in it? <laughs> so you get Dev's book um, here, um, well not here, from to up top, but you can, we'll, we'll retweet a link for it, make sure you buy it, it's available on Amazon, if you order it today, if you've got Amazon Prime, you probably get it tomorrow as well, which is better yeah. from them, love that. Um, in terms of myself, um, we are back, well I'm back on... Uh, Tuesday with LSC Sunny, so I'm looking forward to that. We're going to be talking some oh, Liverpool stuff. There's going to be jerks as well because anyone else having today is going to love that. Because um, I can be a right wind up sometimes, but no, it's good guy. <laughs> and um, yeah, make sure you look at his stuff. Wednesday, I'm going to be on the Dugout Channel for our weekly episode of the uh, Bundesliga show. And Flo Wolfram has finally got a Twitter page. Can you believe it? No one believed it, but it's actually happened now. And then on Friday, we've got our preview show for the North London Derby. So you see myself, Big Gunner, I'll be um, hosting the show alongside Stephen Buck, part of the top, top um, fraternity. And also Holly Agombar as well, who is uh, from Holly's Hotspurs. So really looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to the show, not looking forward to the game next week. And then we'll be back um, next week uh, with the review show, as always. But um, BG, um, Devo, um, Dev, I keep saying Devo. Dev, thank you <laughs> guys so much. I oh, know. Thank you so much for getting involved in the show today. Really appreciate no, it. Man. We've gone well over the hour, but it was easy to do that when you're talking to <laughs> two people that know football properly and like to have a good old chinwag about it. So it's really it. nice. Um, all our social media links are going on the bottom of the screen at GavMac23 is myself on um, Instagram and Facebook. Uh, not on Facebook, you can find it on Facebook as well. If you want um up to you and twitter um amandev or um ultra united um for dev badger where you can find his book as well um big gunner tv for bg up in the top right as you can see right there and of course um you can follow us on all social media platforms at to top football and did you know if you put to top into google our name comes up first Oof. Now we do. Yeah, people might have forgot. People might just tuned in now. Um, a massive thank you to everybody as well who's been putting their comments and stuff. I just got to put this comment on because I didn't know you could put little faces and stuff in 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 there. And I think that's really cool. So that's what the um, that's what the McVitie's challenge would be um, for the challenge flags. It'd be sponsored by McVitie. Yeah. Um, it's like a tea break, isn't it? Uh, but everyone, thank you very much for your contributions. Take care and good night.